0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 107 of The Whatever Show. Um, you can follow along with the show notes at home uh, if you go to co slash 107. And there's a lot of them this week. Um, you know, we haven't ranted about politics in a while, but this week we got some stuff, man. There's been some stuff. And it was all like Friday. Like, so, uh, yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we haven't done this in a couple weeks, so we've, we've got a couple of weeks worth of, of cockholster news, actually, Yeah, but- I mean...
0: We just had one presidency ending scandal after another and nothing it's and monday and for whatever cares, reason nobody, there's no, no end to it yeah um we got some dc news i don't even fucking know what this is Bat-Lohan? Uh, yeah, uh we'll get there yeah okay uh marvel writer brian michael bendis we mentioned that uh bmb had moved to dc we got a little bit of news about the first project he's gonna be working on um Marvel, uh, John brenthal has got some things to say to alt-right Punisher fans. Uh, I'll leave the, I'll bury the lead on that one. Uh, we'll come back to it. Legion's gonna be back soon, we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Um, Hemsworth talking about Jackman, that should be fun. Um, oh, I watched Netflix on Bright, did you get to that?
1: Uh, no, I did not get to Bright. I
0: watched Bright on Netflix. Wow words are hard anyway um yeah i watched that movie and it's pretty good uh it's it's worth it's interesting actually Uh, you know we'll get to that when we get there too um merlin is in development at disney and we're not talking about the british one with like the uh you know the, the the guys and uh, um, magic sing whatever uh, we're talking well we are talking about that but not the, you know, the BBC version of it it's, it's a new thing that Disney's doing um, we got some follow up on Orville it's going to be back late 2018 we'll talk about that Star Trek Discovery came back last week um, I watched the first episode so I'll give you a spoiler uh, free spoiler light uh, um, quasi mini review since I don't think Matt's caught up on that yet
1: quasi even
0: Yes, and uh, we're not going to be talking about Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega because we didn't watch that match tonight because we had a lot of shit to do. Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably have a sprinkling, a little soup sa- of uh, video games to follow up on. And, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on. It- it's been it's been a week and a half. We- we've got a lot of stuff, I think, to cover this week. Yeah. 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 All right, so you know we've been busy. Um, what with uh, you know starting our day at around eleven uh, after I watch you know four or five hours of Fox News. Oh, um, wait, are we
1: gonna are we are we doing?
0: You
1: just want to dive in? Well, I was thinking we should do.
0: Oh yeah, we want to open with with a uh, something slightly more tragic.
1: Yeah. Um, although I did some digging. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's let I guess let's just get into it. So um, a week ago. Or so, um, one of the, uh, child actors, uh, from Star Trek The Next Generation actually passed away at 33, um, in Portland, uh, where he owned a vegan restaurant. Yep. That uh, is, uh, John Paul Stewart. Yeah. Um, he is actually the first child actor to portray Alexander Roshenko, Worf's son. Um, however, I found out that he really only did that one time. He was, he was literally the <laughs> really? only, Alexander in the in that one episode where the character debuted, huh? Um, huh. um and that was it. Uh, he did the some, more you know, yeah. star. And he did some other stuff, um, besides that. But uh, I was trying to think of anything else that I would have known him from, and that that that's basically it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a bummer. Um, uh, my and, wife's a vegetarian, and but and,
1: and, and but we've never eaten at his restaurant,
0: so it's not like you don't just know them all. I mean, right. if right. I, if I call, if I call her down here, she can be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. We, at the, we, we, at the meetings every week, um, we, we go and we talk to that, you know, actually this is kind of a side tangent and, um, I don't really have anything to say about this other than I thought it was Alex Vashanko. Um, and apparently it's, it is, but only, you know, sort of quasi, um, uh, my, my daughter is like really beating the vegetarian drum lately. Like she's really wanting to go in on that. Like, so anyway, dude, they I wasn't there when she took her wife. first
1: bite of steak and loved it. What? I, I don't understand.
0: She does, but she she's got one of those like heart of golds. Like she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to hurt the animals. So like she, she both loves it and, and hates herself for loving it. So
1: okay. So here's the deal.
0: She's got like a Catholic. We gotta put about it,
1: it. we gotta we gotta put it to her in a way that she'll understand. Cows produce massive massive quantities of methane, which is terrible for the environment. And if she mm. doesn't eat them, that's more <laughs> cows that will produce more methane. Yeah, um, it's
0: definitely the environmentally also, sound thing to do. I
1: don't believe that the bovines that we currently have are capable of surviving on their own in the
0: wild anyway. No, so <laughs> I, well, I, I would be surprised actually, because at this point, like, uh, uh, cattle, um, with the vast majority of cattle in, in, uh, especially the United States are pretty much, you know, like almost a different animal because they've just been bred for so long for right. the purpose of consuming. So, right. I mean,
1: there are definitely like wild members of the bovine species that are around, but they're, they're not, they're not
0: yeah. ranch cattle. No, like everything, like she's been talking to me like she doesn't want to eat chicken anymore and blah blah blah. Um so yeah, it's it's oh, fine. Except and for, birds,
1: that doesn't even count, right?
0: Yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh they're, they're one of those it, it doesn't count on animals. It's not like, like they're a cute little porg.
1: Yeah. Which I mean, come on,
0: did Chewie really waste that thing? Because it was already cooked. That's what made me mad too. It's like you already cooked it. It's like you're not gonna like put the feathers back on the bird and be like, Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So he yeah. should have just eaten the bird. Um
1: I thought bookies were vegetarians. I thought that was part of canon somewhere, but maybe that was I'm Maybe not... that was uh, uh, post-Jedi book canon originally. I was going to say, so much, so much
0: quote-unquote canon got thrown out uh, um, with this last that I don't know what's canon anymore. Um, All right, so
1: let's go to some even more depressing news than a, a 33-year-old dead child actor. <laughs> yeah, that's a
0: 71-year-old uh, child president. Yeah, oh God, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, so whose button is bigger? This is okay. So this is old news at this point. Um, by the time you hear this, you're gonna have heard this ad nauseum. So I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it. But I just gotta say, um, somebody really needs to take the Twitter away from him. Like I just I can't even believe. Uh, uh, okay, so let's put some context to this. Uh, have you heard that Letterman has a show now on Netflix? Yes. Called My Last Guess. His first guest on that show is Barack Obama um spoilers. I haven't um, watched
1: it yet, but I have definitely heard that it's happening.
0: Well, I watched it last night and surprisingly like when I got into it I was like, oh, this must be a short thing. It's going to be like 20 minutes. It, it's 57 fucking Netflix minutes. Um there's a short monologue, but I mean, he gets in there and he just, you know, they they talk. Um it's 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 um it's super good. And so it's the, the but it's painful to watch in a way because like I sat there watching it and I'm I'm thinking of like it's like if you found the perfect woman and then you broke up with her. And you got with your new chick who's just doing meth and selling your shit, uh, and and then you you realize that you gave up the perfect woman, and so like watching that is like that sort of bittersweet. Like, oh man, what did we fucking do here? Uh, um, you know, obviously the the, the new one is, is terrible, but um, it, it just sort of you know puts a little, nice little you know dot but, dot but above the eye. You can't go
1: back and, because uh, apparently we have term, <laughs> term limits, limits yeah. on our relationships it, these days.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not quite that, but I mean, you can see like how far we stepped away. I don't know. You've all seen it, your friends do that like oh yeah we're not together anymore and then they go so, with like this weird you know so here's the thing man um
1: this is this is something that's really really bothered me over the last couple of weeks uh because i do i work at a um we'll we'll say that it's a faith-based organization mm. um and a lot of those people are definitely trumpsters yeah um, including both of my bosses uh but here's the weird thing man like the one thing that people really seem to, to gravitate toward is like, well, it's about time we have a president that tells it how it is. Those countries are shitholes. We'll get to that later. Mm. Um, but, uh, okay. So here's the deal. I've always kind of been on board with the fact that like we should at, at, at some point have a leader that, that will say things that maybe some other people won't say. Um, not to the extent that our current commander in chief does it, but you also have to actually pay attention to who you're saying those things to because a rational Uh, leader who are are maybe you know you don't have to be crazy necessarily to incite a war Um, like if you're uh, Putin for whatever reason you can be aggressive with other countries um, and not be insane necessarily and sometimes maybe some of the things that Trump says would be less scary if they were said to a leader that had a little bit of uh, cognitive reasoning Kim Jong-un however doesn't He doesn't care about his own people. He doesn't care if they die. I don't even think he cares if he dies. So that's the one thing he does care about, I think. Yeah, but it's just, it's one of those things where like, you can't, you can't
0: say things like that. To try and call somebody's bluff when they're fucking insane. Okay. So here's what bothers me about this comment. Um, well, there's a lot of things. Uh, number one, I don't know that we should be threatening nuclear war over Twitter. No, um, no, no. It seems that's, like that's, a, that's not okay. That, that's a terms of service violation. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Twitter should ban Donald Trump, although that was that a kerfuffle be, as well. That would be wonderful, but, but it's, it, that would be wonderful. Uh, but on the other hand, like, th- there's no argument to be made there, guys. It's not like if you ban Donald Trump, he's not going to say stupid shit. He can still go, like, literally walk out the door have you know, 11 teen cameras on him that will just broadcast whatever stupid shit he says all the time.
1: Fake media outlet. Twitter has banned me. Okay. But I have a tremendous MySpace account. All right. Yeah. It's the best MySpace account ever. It's the only MySpace account, Donald.
0: Yeah. It, it, the last one. Um, but here's what bothers me. The, the What bothers me about this tweet. And again, uh, the, the, with the context of, you know, like looking at our last president or even our last several presidents, like we, we, we chided uh, Bush for being ineloquent and, like, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, H, uh, uh, yeah, W. Um, w. Yeah, it's not H.W., W. Bush. We tried a W for um being ineloquent and stepping in his uh, own words and stuff like that some of the time. Um But holy fuck, man. It's, like, literally, like, you pick the dumbest guy at a frat party that literally everybody is annoyed with because he's just over there talking about, like, how many chicks he banged this weekend when we all know the answer is really zero. And you gave that guy the presidency. His has no wife?
1: Won't even fuck him. No
0: uh <laughs> there's another fun piece of news with that one too this week um it, it's just everything this week guys um so anyway uh that's the thing here like this this tweet to me reads like some fucking idiot that your facebook friends because she's like your uh or he's like your um you know like your cousin's boyfriend or something like that, that that friended you and like you just you haven't figured out how to block him yet like that's what this tweet reads like to me and it's so like it's not even the fact that like is it presidential is it not it's just like Maybe, like, don't get me wrong, I'm all for like, oh yeah, we could use a little bit more straight shooting and stuff in the White House and whatever, sure. but there's a difference between straight shooting and there's a difference between, like, uh, um, thought diarrhea every single time. Like, don't get me wrong, I have some incredibly fucking dumb thoughts all the time. All the time, I'm thinking something that's probably pretty stupid. Um, And, and quite probably inappropriate basically yeah but you know what i don't do i don't go on twitter i don't stand in front of like whoever will listen and i don't stay say all that stuff repeatedly and then try to defend it as if i i've dropped some sort of like scientific you know a knowledge on everybody um no no so yeah anyway Uh, um but you know i that that's because I you know, I'm just not I don't Here's, have the smarts. I'm I'm not a uh, That's the
1: thing, is the difference between us and, and uh and you know, D T is uh he's like really smart. He's a really smart, stable genius.
0: Yeah, like really smart. Um because so of, smart
1: that he got elected on his first try. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but so have seventy five percent of our presidents ever, so you know. Yeah, see that's I mean, I don't, I don't, that's not an exact number, don't quote me, but I mean, I'm mean not, not like really smart.
0: There, no, no. I mean, it's hard, but yeah, it, there's a lot of people that just run perennially, and it's like, oh, fucking thirty-six, man. You know how many times I've 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 refreshed. You know, I, I keep hitting the, at the save point, and I keep having to go back to the beginning.
1: Like, I, has there been a president that's run for office and lost, and then come back and run later, and then didn't win? Oh, Wait, for or, sure. Or and then did win.
0: Oh, I don't know about that. Um, Cause, cause like I'm sure there probably has been at some point. Bush
1: um, Bush ele- was elected on his first attempt. <laughs> both of them. Reagan first attempt uh obama first attempt
0: see it gets weirder the further you go back because first like attempt. there's a lot more like pomp and ceremony and circumstance and stuff like that as you get you know closer to modern day um so i i wouldn't say that there's you know never been a, a president who's run that has you know lost the first time and then won later that wouldn't surprise me at all um but what surprises me is like it's not a remarkable thing uh uh first off and, and it's a completely inane thing to boast about like um yeah. I'm just
1: saying that every president that we've had since I've been alive, I'm relatively certain, was successful at obtaining the office on their first attempt. And I was born during the Carter administration, so... Yeah.
0: Well, and and then there's the secondary side effect of like when I, you know, I I get on the Twitter sometimes and I send tweets and I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when I've had a beer or two, I I don't think about my tweets too much and I just, you know, whatever goes out there goes out there.
1: Sometimes when he's had a beer or two, I have to go back and spell check the tweets that he sends out on behalf of the show.
0: Yeah. And then (laughs) sometimes like, but, but, but I don't, I don't sit there and even then I'm not like, I don't put in. Uh, like, you know, I I don't, uh, say, uh, for example, like those are artifacts <laughs> of speech that, um, like, we like really to don't happen. Yeah. God damn it. Dude, if you got to tweet it, it ain't true. He sa- he sounds like president fucking Herbert Camacho Mountain Dew Jr. the third or whatever. <laughs> Brondo. <laughs> it's got electrolytes. Yeah. This is the darkest timeline. Uh,
1: just so we're all clear. Um, idiocracy was funny when it was a movie.
0: It was. It was <laughs> like, funny. It was funny when it was a movie and not uh, clearly like a documentary sent to us from the future.
1: I, I mean, I don't even think Luke Wilson could save us from this.
0: No. No. Because there's plenty of incredibly average people right now. Um.
1: Um. So I gotta yeah. know, uh, speaking of like really smart stable geniuses, um, when was the last time you had to pay a porn star to keep quiet? I mean, I know we've all done it.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean. But. I don't know, it's been a long week Um, So, yeah Three, four times, I don't know, it's been a while Yeah Um, Yeah, I mean, I just gotta say well, you know, see, the thing is, um, you know, you know me. I'm a, uh, a wholesome Republican running on a family values ticket, trying to appeal to a strong evangelical base uh, um, in family values and all that stuff. So definitely. I mean, who hasn't who hasn't had to pay a porn star to keep quiet uh, about, um, um, you know, the, the, the escapades and affairs you've had over the time? And then, you, you know, you go turn around after you, you do that and you say, uh, vote for me because I'm a real family man. Um. Yeah, here's the
1: thing. It's Donald Trump. Yeah, nobody fucking cared. Then no, nobody fucking cared when he ran. Nobody. The people still cares. that were gonna vote for fucking Donald Trump voted for fucking Donald Trump, and it didn't matter. Porn stars probably could have increased
0: his base. Yeah, they'd have been like, nailing porn stars. Way to go, man. Um, that's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, like you literally had to pay for that, but that. Good on you for having money. Um, yeah. Uh, that that's I don't know. Yeah, Republicans in a nutshell. Um, so. Yeah, um, so that that's another thing that happened Friday, <laughs> uh, or at least that piece of news came out. Um, so yeah, back in 2007, apparently uh, Donald Trump allegedly had some sort of affair with Stormy Daniels, um, which is another thing, that another new name that I didn't expect to see headlining in, in the Washington Post anytime also, soon.
1: Stormy Daniels, congratulations, because you made number three on Saturday's most searched list on Wikipedia.
0: Wow, way to go. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that people like thought to go to Wikipedia first. Uh, right. Because I'm, I'm going to guess a lot of people like that Googled that at the office and they're like, that's not what it looks like. I'm doing presidential research
1: <laughs> or 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 then like all of the 17 year olds that were in the room immediately searched on Pornhub.
0: Dude, I'm gonna guess that like that—that somebody's like, "Who's Stormy Daniels?" And you're like, and and you know, some guy in the room is just like, "Oh yeah, she's a porn star. She was in movies in around 2005 to 2007 or whatever," and then <laughs> goes on about her credits. And they're like, "What? I just I know stuff, you know?" Yeah,
1: I, just, uh, I looked it up because I knew this was gonna come up.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I I did the research this morning. Um, yeah, the, me too, buddy. Me too. Um, yeah. so I research shit like that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I got to keep up with what's going on in the White House. You know, I need to know. I need to know, exactly. need to know uh, the next. You know, what what's going to happen? I want to be familiar just, with can the we subject just matter. Elect Martin Sheen. I, I mean, I
1: watched enough West Wing. Like he, there's, he, he could, he's capable of.
0: There's there's more. Down. He's got more presidential experience than than Donald Trump does. Yeah, and that's a year in. We we
1: th- okay. So this is not the first time we've elected an actor to nope. to office. I mean. But shit, we couldn't elect somebody who's played a president before. Like,
0: uh, I don't know, we couldn't elect somebody who who would be cast as a president. Um, like, um, like if if Donald Trump were uh, auditioning for the part of president in any movie ever, even if it was in porn, people would be like, no, that's uh, that, that's too it's not uh, realistic. It's not realistic. Nobody yeah. will buy that.
1: Um, what's 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 the big dude's name who was uh, um the president on Twenty Four? I don't know. I never watched that. He does the Allstate commercials. Ooh, uh, it's not Jack Bauer.
0: No, um, it's not Jack
1: Bauer. His, he was president it, Palmer in
0: in in twenty four. Is it the black guy with yeah, the deep voice? Yeah, yeah. I don't fucking know what his name is. God damn it, uh, Dennis Haysbert. Okay, Dennis Haysbert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, also, I know exactly. I can picture exactly who it is. That sounded terrible. Is it the black guy? Yeah, the one. No, um, no um, He
1: also he also played Serrano in Major League, which is one of my favorite movies. Oh so yeah, Major League is a super good movie. Yeah, yeah. Don't fuck with Joe Boo's rum. Yeah. Damn um. It. I don't. I don't have Mr. Haysbert's dulcet tones it's tricky um
0: yeah, yeah so you know you, you pay a porn star in the morning and in the evening you say some obviously racist shit so much so that uh, several governments including the un have to release a statement saying yeah that's totally racist dude um, so here's the thing no no more kid gloves that literally just is the headline r- racist statements by Here, the president here's of the United here's, States. here's
1: here's where i'm coming from on this one you you call haiti or some african countries some some african countries, shitholes. Maybe, maybe you get away with that and it's not racist. But then when you follow it up
0: with, what about Norway? Why can't we get more immigrants from Norway? (laughs) Which is literally the whitest country on the planet. Yeah, so it wasn't. I don't know on this one. I'm going to say it was ever not. It was never not racist because his whole view of them being shitholes is largely because they're poor countries, which okay, I'm just saying. Fine, I'm
1: just saying maybe but you get away they're, with they're,
0: it. they're people of color but, countries. And that's the thing. Like, yeah. If, if, for example, um, there there are plenty of poor white countries as well. And if you'd called any one of those out as shitholes. Um, okay. Yeah, fine. Not racist. Um, yeah. But the fact that you're
1: like, why can't we stop all these immigrants from the Eastern Bloc? What yeah. a bunch of shitholes. Like, okay. Whatever. Not racist.
0: Yeah, but, but but no, that's not what we did here. We, but you we just,
1: specifically called out Africa and Haiti. Yes. Um, isn't Haiti an ally? Uh, I think Haiti's under our protection right now.
0: Yeah, so that's another, you know, good 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 job, buddy. You know, during the, um, I think it was the Obama years, we had the whole Haiti earthquake in America, you know, helping out. And yeah. one of the, I, I'd say, bright shining points of uh, President Obama's uh, presidency Um in, in terms of like humanitarian aid and like making me feel good about it being an American. And, and then you got this fucking guy who decides to call them all shitholes. So that's another fun kerfuffle this week. Um, it's been fun seeing, uh, the various news outlets, uh, call, just say shithole over and over and on TV. Cause apparently that, that we just do that now. We just do that. I and mean, the president so. says shithole, uh, uh, you know, uh, but my, my favorite piece of follow up news from this is that, um, after the repeated criticism by fucking everybody, uh, uh, on this piece, uh, President Trump, uh, came to the podium on Saturday morning and said, you know, guys, I'm really sorry that was insensitive of me and I totally fucked up. No, nope. Nope that's not what happened in fact, what he did instead was called people called called people on the phone and bragged about calling these countries shitholes because he thought it'd play well to the base
1: well well, out the other side of his mouth lying about calling other country shitholes right. to the 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 public
0: yeah for forever to the public though i didn't say that uh you know I, I don't know I don't remember or anything like that, and you know of course, half the room it, it also can't recall you
1: know what's funny it, here's here's how you know he actually said it because all of the people that vehemently denied that he made comments about how people from Haiti will never go back to their huts. Um, or Africa. Which
0: in itself is a racist statement. If, if that's literally what you think, like, yeah. ha- most of Africa is, or Haiti is, is a bunch of people living in mud huts. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah.
1: So, uh, the people that vehemently denied that he made that statement, fucking crickets about the shithole comment. And they were all there. Yep. So.
0: Okay. Last piece um, of semi-political news. <laughs> uh,
1: so I hope you're all geared up and excited for the, uh, <coughs> the premiere of Roseanne. It's not a reboot. I don't know what it is. It's, it's just a, uh, um, i don't know it's somebody making a, a run at nostalgia
0: is what it is um, it's weird because it does call it a reboot in the article Uh new york times says uh miss Barr told reporters she was not an apologist for mr trump but said her character in the reboot of the show was a way to address head-on the strong divide in the country
1: yeah so um roseanne uh is openly uh trump supporter in real life and believes that Trump was elected by the middle class, and that that Roseanne on the TV show should also represent the middle class, and so the Connors will be Trump
0: supporters. Oh, that's fucking sad. Yeah. On the one hand, no, that's just dumb. Uh, I can kind of see it because they are supposed to be sort of like, not even middle class, like for the vast majority of the run, uh, the the, the Connors were if if middle class they were the low 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 end of middle class you know v- pretty much always scraping to get by so i could see like that that is I mean, um i could see that being a thing
1: there's ways you can have characters be pro idiot yeah on on tv so like i've been watching the ranch eddie and i were just talking about this i started watching the ranch because i was like well you know why not watch a show that is probably going to be canceled because one of the main stars is a rapist um which it seems to be you could be describing a lot of shows right now sure uh so uh, that's a reference to Danny Masterson, obviously, um, but it's also Ashton Kutcher is is a big part of the show. Sam Elliott plays the dad who is a very, very conservative rancher, Um, you know, and, and the way that it's played, though, is like, yeah, that's funny because that's a joke. Not like that's funny because these people really feel that way. Um And I don't have any idea what Sam Elliott's political leanings are. I've never asked him. Maybe if I run into him in a safe way, I will. Who knows? Um, cause that's possible around here. Um, cause he lives here. Nice. Brownsville, actually, is where he lives. But, um, but you, you never feel like, like there's any malicious intent behind the, the jokes that they make on it. Like Danny Masters actually at one point makes a reference to, Hey, you remember that one time that dad got real pissed off cause I put a Hillary Clinton sticker on his
0: truck? Well, now I'm putting one on his coffin, you know, <laughs> kind of a thing um so you know i i i guess it depends on how they handle this because in the show i could see continuity wise it making sense for them to be trump fans and and first off if this takes up a large part of the show uh they kind of fucked up because this this isn't like when i think back about what the show used to be politics was a very very tiny minuscule part of it
1: it was more about struggling families trying to make ends meet
0: yeah, so I could see some jokes here and there passing in passing, but I couldn't see this being like a big part of it. Um, You know, in particular, um, I, I cannot see the family, uh, you know, based on what we know from the previous incarnation, I could not see the family be united on this front either. So if like Darlene, for example, is OK with Trump presidency, Jesus fucking Christ that they, they've they've gone off the deep end.
1: I can't I can't I can't really see Sarah Gilbert being on board with that, considering I know for a fact that she's not, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Um they probably won't address the fact that some states have to actually have a special election with a fucking special ballot measure to keep Trump care from fucking gutting low income health insurance though.
0: Yeah. I don't know. There's there's many things that I the most depressing thing here is seeing that uh, you know Roseanne, who is uh, wealthy, has access to knowledge and things like that, um, but apparently is is choosing the actively wrong answer. The
1: thing about Roseanne, though, is you can never really be sure whether or not that that's how she actually feels, or whether or not that's just what she can do to generate the most fucking shock value at one time. Because that's that's unfortunately she has a track record, and her track record has always been do whatever's the most shocking thing ever. Yeah. It's
0: kind of that. Um so Yeah, I don't know. Um She's
1: like if Howard Stern did sitcoms and was a heavy set middle aged woman.
0: Uh that's a good place to leave politics, I think, for the week. Let's uh let's let's grab a beer and let's talk some DC stuff. Yeah. No 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 Batlohan? Batlohan. Yeah. That's got a... yeah, it's really
1: uh, sure. So, um, over the last couple of weeks, Lindsay Lohan um, has started a Twitter campaign um, asking the general public to make her the next Bat Bat Girl. Okay, so this Bat Girl movie to pre- be directed by Joss Whedon.
0: Pre-cooked out Lindsay Lohan. That's not a crazy idea. Current Lindsay Lohan. Fuck no. Just no.
1: Don't even know that she would have been right for the part back then. No, I don't think so either. Uh, but I'm just saying,
0: like, if you'd done that back then, it would have been a little bit more believable. Like, before she went, like, right after Mean Girls. If, for example, we yeah. lived in an alternate timeline and she did Mean Girls and then went on and then to... And didn't do a bunch of drugs. Yeah, and 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 didn't do a bunch of crazy shit and drugs and stuff like that. And she'd gone on to do, you know, bigger films. Uh, I could see there being a, a, a timeline, of a continuity in which she eventually got to be Batgirl. Current day... I just, just no. I, I don't know. No, she's batshit. Yeah, that's the only bat thing she's got going for her is being batshit crazy.
1: Yeah, and um, I don't think that gets you a, a, a part
0: and i don't that's Batgirl. I, I don't think i don't think it does because i don't remember um even in the batgirl in the comics i don't remember her being like um you know like uh you know we're up against some tough uh, uh stakes here what do we do uh cocaine use your batshit craziness and, and do coke um now that that's not really part of the continuity i don't think
1: yeah uh i'm i'm, I'm curious where they're going
0: with that. <clears throat> Well, it's good that you said that. Like, it's a Lohan campaign because uh, the answer is nowhere. Uh, like, there, I don't think there's a universe in which current day Lohan gets cast as Batgirl. Yeah, um, no. yeah. It, would, it if if it did, it would be a downey level like resurgence. Uh, um.
1: Well, that's the thing is she's actually got some support out there because they're like, well, RDJ before Iron Man. I'm like, yeah, but she's not there yet. I don't think. Like the, the here's the sad fact about RDJ. R. D. J. had to hit absolute fucking rock bottom before it he hit could bottom and fucking
0: claws way back out too. I don't too. think Lindsay's hit her bottom yet. I don't, I don't know. Don't,
1: didn't mean that like the way it sounded. She but.
0: fell. She fell out of the news for a while and then came back in the news long enough to be defending a bunch of fucking predators in right. Hollywood. Right. That's the and thing. So like, yeah, I'm gonna say she's like, probably not out yet. You know, she's probably not coming back on. She's not on her upswing, guys. No, well, that's she's she's still causing trouble when she does get cast in something. And,
1: uh, in this, I mean, that within the last couple of years that's happened. And then like when the Weinstein thing hit the fan, she's like, well, no, uh, people should leave him alone and his wife should be backing him up. And I'm like, uh, that's the wrong play, Lindsay. That's the wrong play.
0: That is, that is, yeah. That's the wrong, you know? Yeah. He's, he's kind of a rapist and there's like multiple, 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 you know, rumors and stories and things like that coming out of, you know, places that, that, you know, it's just not a good way to, it's not a good look, Lindsay. It's not a good look. Um So, yeah, I'm going to say this is not what's happening. She's definitely not having her RDJ moment. She's definitely not, you know, uh, back and she's, you know, clean and she's going to, ha- you know, propel her career back into stardom. Um, I don't think that's what happen- That's what's happening here. So, yeah, I'm going to say this is a dumb idea. And no, just Lindsay,
1: no. <clears throat> clean yourself up. You're a good actress. You're clean talented. yourself up
0: and take fucking five years to just question your life choices yeah, because you- you're rich enough you can do that. You can just take five years and you can go anymore. do it. I mean, mean, co costs a lot, but um, that's
1: the thing. So here's the deal, Lindsay. You're talented. Just you know, clean yourself up. Start taking. And that's the other
0: thing too. She can she can get cast and shit in the meantime.
1: Start taking roles, and uh, Mm -hmm. most importantly, when you do get those roles, start fucking taking direction
0: and showing up. I think showing showing up up is kind of a big part too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. Definitely, definitely don't hold out for an additional 1.5 million dollars to do reshoots, and then donate that to Times Up after you get a bunch of negative press for holding up yeah talking talking about you Mark Wahlberg
0: <laughs> uh, I hadn't heard that
1: oh so he's as of today donating the 1.5 million dollars that he earned from the reshoots for that movie that he's in with uh Michelle Williams I don't even know uh so so they were in a movie Michelle Williams you know who that is right yes so um her and Marky Marker in this movie that was also supposed way, to star, he That when you call him uh Kevin Spacey Okay. Only gotcha. they, they had to recast Kevin Spacey, so they had to do a bunch of reshoots. And then contractually, Mark Wahlberg actually got final decision on who replaced Kevin Spacey and then held out for more money to do the reshoots. Whereas Michelle Williams actually turned down money to do the reshoots. And now... So he's getting negative press because there's this like big pay gap thing in Hollywood that everybody's going on about. Yeah. This isn't actually that example because she offered to do the reshoots for no money. Um, but then it looked bad on him. So now the $1.5 million she's donating to Time's Up in her name.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is like, uh, Marky Mark, go back and read that guy's Wikipedia page. He's a fucking douchebag too. Like, remember when he beat up that Asian kid for being Asian? He literally blinded him. I think is the thing, and it wasn't a kid. Yeah. It was like an old man. Um, uh, was it, was it an old man? I think. Uh, I think so. I mean, yeah. it just he definitely beat up an Asian guy for being Asian. Go go. Like I said, go read his Wikipedia. He's he's not. He does not sound like a good guy. And maybe he's turned over a new But I, I'd like to think know.
1: that he probably has. Um, I definitely think he's got a good sense of humor about things these days and whatnot. Um, but then, well, well he we used to also totally money. flip
0: a shit when you would call him Marky Mark after he tried to go straight and go Mark Wahlberg. So. He's
1: always going to be Marky Mark to me. Yeah, me too. I mean, I was around when the new kids in the block were in their heyday, so to me, he's always going to be Donnie's little brother.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> just the way it is. <laughs> All right. Also, in the DC section this week, uh, Marvel writer, uh, which I guess we can't say anymore, Brian Michael Bendis' first DC Comics work. Is unveiled and action comics number 1000. Yeah, he's doing a backup story. Doing a backup story, so I think he's weird, you know, dipping his to... toes, yeah, dipping his toes, trying to get his feet wet a little bit.
1: Um, you got to imagine the backup story is probably going to be a full length book, though, right? Because it's going to be a double sized issue, probably.
0: I'm going to guess that if it's not a full length book, it's only very slightly shorter, yeah, which still
1: puts us like three months out, though.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know. This I mean, is... I don't know
1: how long it takes to write a comic book,
0: I mean. It can't take too long because they produce a lot of them every year, but, um, I think that they're probably going to take their time a little bit with this one because this, you know, um, we made a joke about, uh, last week or we were talking about Marvel, uh, because the fucking CEO whose name I can't remember, Alfonso? Uh, not Asian. I can't, yeah, no. Oh, the, 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 former, the former, the former CEO? Guy, yeah, I, I, I want to say it's Alfonso, but I Axel. can't remember bully i don't <laughs> 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 No. that's definitely the guy from Bedfield Hills Cop. oh yeah so i can't fucking remember but we were making a joke about how he was shitting on artists and saying you know like artists don't sell books and to an extent writers don't really either except for that guy except for that guy um bendis definitely does sell books and so i think they're going to take their time and kind of be careful about how they handle this one because um the bendis bendis will sell books i i mean just having his name that it's even news. Like we don't discuss, I, I think this is the first time we've ever talked about like a Marvel uh, or a writer, you know, just leaping from one company to the other um, because Bendis has been pretty quintessentially Marvel for the last, you know, 15, 20 years now. Um, so yeah, it's a big piece of news and it's not surprising. It is a little surprising. They're starting him in a backup, um, but it's not super surprising. Cause I, I think it is just a little bit like we're going to dip our toes, see how it goes. And then we're going to throw him into something big, you know, Obviously he's gonna be writing something pretty soon because uh they they're not hiring him and paying him Bend his money to you know do nothing. So So um speaking of comic book writers, you know who's actually writing comic books fairly regularly these days? Who's that? Punk. CM Punk, really? Yeah. Holy shit. I was like, who the fuck's oh okay,
1: yeah. yeah CM Punk, Master of Kung Fu number one twenty six. Wow. He's written some stuff for Thor too, and he was writing Drax. I think he was writing the Drax uh Solo series for a
0: while. Well, that's cool.
1: Uh, yeah, I just I I happened across some stuff the other day, and and you know I was looking at his Twitter feed, and he was talking about he he tweeted out that Matt when when he wrote that and when it was published, he he posted a picture of like a stack of them mm-hmm. and posted it on Twitter and tagged somebody that made sense. I don't remember who that was necessarily, and Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, Barry keeps up on his uh on his, you know, his his poll list. He's got a good sizable poll list, I'm sure these days. Does. He probably does. He's got time now. Uh I want to go drink beer with Barry. I I super do. Um, <laughs> just stab a beer with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I, we already talked about it. We, I kind of mentioned we, the letterman thing he did and that was an interesting one. Uh the other piece of news this week that came out was that uh, Trump apparently only works 11 to 4 and like basically 3 hours of that is bullshit time that he doesn't do anything. Um and uh conversely barack obama's widely published schedule um you know backed up by multiple sources is something like he got up every morning at 6 a.m worked out for an hour then went on and worked until like 6 p.m took two hours off to spend with the family and then from 8 until about 1 a.m would continue working you know reading documents and with a half an hour of reading thrown in and uh, um yeah i don't know how that ties in other than we just tangentially men- mentioned barack obama and that's been on my head but i just thought about that and i was like i don't think i could possibly do that like i think i would probably die if i tried to maintain that schedule
1: i, I read an article about our current commander-in-chief uh going in for a medical uh checkup and it it specifically was just like um mr trump leads a significantly more sedentary life than his president's <laughs> pre- pres- predecessors in the office is what it said and i was yeah. like
0: Mm, just you might as well just call him a soft doughy piece of shit at that well point, here's another one like I, i'm not gonna begrudge me some fast food god knows i love me some fast food but uh apparently donald trump's regular mcdonald's order is two filet fish sandwiches two big macs and a large chocolate shake that is not what he gets for like a Jubilee, for like some you know like uh, uh, the end of uh, uh, Passover or something like that. Some special thing. Um, it's he just his regular order. That's just what he gets. Like two you of the go most to disgusting McDonald's sandwiches ever two and Big just, Macs, and you just say, "I'll have the regular, please." And he gets fucking two thousand calories worth of uh, sandwiches. No more than that. More
1: than that because the Big Macs and, are and eight like hundred
0: calories piece. a shake. Just, you get a three thousand calorie order. Man, Uh, just goddamn.
1: Apparently on the campaign trail, he ate a lot of Pizza Hut and KFC.
0: Yeah, I'm I, i going to hazard a guess and say there hasn't been a lot of KFC on Air Force One prior to this presidency.
1: Do do you think he gets the eight-piece bucket all to himself?
0: I think he probably does. Man. I think he probably does. Now, real question. Real shit here. Do you think he eats the white meat, or do you you think he skips that because it's like, oh, that's healthy food? I
1: don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) you know he likes him some breasts though i was just gonna say he probably (laughs) does and he
0: giggles to himself every fucking time yeah Um, god damn it anyway how did we get on that topic again uh, i don't know because i wanted to tell the thing about how i read about barack obama's schedule and you know who doesn't eat as much fast food these days who's that this guy Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about this. Uh, Matt Matt said uh, this is his first beer since the last time we recorded, which is probably... A, two weeks ago, yeah. Two weeks, yeah. Today was
1: day 14 because we recorded on Tuesday two weeks ago.
0: It's definitely not mine, but it is coincidental because I have been eating significantly better this last week, but I haven't also cut out beer slash wine in the way that you have. So, uh, yeah. So good job. Um,
1: my, the, this is like the first alcohol I've had in almost two weeks, and then um, I've been eating significantly smaller portions at mealtime and hitting the gym after work. Nice, yeah. Pretty soon, you're going to be able to outrun Donald Trump in a foot race. I pr- no, I'm there already. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, mean, I mean, we might have had a similar diet for a lot of years, but let's face it—he's 71, and I'm well. Not. Okay,
0: but if you push him and he starts rolling, and I, the I momentum's with him, catch like, him. Yeah, if, it was if, if downhill. the wind—if the wind has got—if the wind is at his back, I mean, what what are we talking here? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, he probably outroll me. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk a little <laughs> bit about John Bernthal and what he thinks about the Alt Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, we're just not getting out of politics this week. Um no. I yeah, John Bernthal. Um So for some reason the Alt Right has decided to adopt the Punisher um and that mythos, the skull logo. The skull logo and, and you know really you know quote unquote identify with the character. Um and John Which John Bernthal had a very very articulate statement. He you know, I I really love it when a celebrity comes out and they just you can tell that he took the time and he really thought through what he wanted to say, uh, which was uh, quote, "fuck, Fuck them." them.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, I, I mean, I, I got nothing else. I can't follow up that with that. Like that's, I can't follow up the quote. But I did want to point out here, like, if you're sitting here and saying I identify with the Punisher. Go seek treatment. Uh, You should be in some sort of facility, because you should not identify with the the Punisher. Uh, uh, Unless you
1: served your country, and then discharged only to f- come home and see your entire family murdered in front of you and no justice done you you can't even empathize then, with him even
0: then you, not, not only should you not empathize with him but you should seek treatment because fucking the Punisher should seek treatment uh, like it's all you know like it's a good comic book story but when you stop and think about it for fucking half a second he really needs to go see a, a psychiatrist and work out his shit yeah, something right no He's a brutal, brutal fucking murderer, and although there is some part, you know, like we decided as a society, you know, some several hundred years ago, um, that, uh, um, execution wasn't necessarily the way to end all crime, so, um, yeah, if, if you're identifying with the Punisher, um, you may want to go check into a facility, because it's, it's, to me, not entirely unlike saying, like, oh yeah, I super identify with, uh, um, fucking, uh, Christian Bale's character in American Psycho, um, I can't remember his name. But I do remember he had a sweet business card. God know. damn it. Patrick Bateman. Watermark, tasteful thickness, etc. cetera. Uh, yeah. Except for Patrick we don't Bateman. know
1: if Patrick Bateman actually existed.
0: Yeah. Or if it was his real name. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. If, if you're identifying with the Punisher, just please, please get checked out because um, you got problems. Um,
1: and uh, in our next piece of news, if you aren't fucked up in the head and would like to be more so, Legion is coming back in April.
0: Yes, um, this will definitely tie your brain in a little bit of knotting. Like, um, you know, nice concentric knots. Uh, they'll, they'll be neat and orderly. Um, and it is probably without qualification, my favorite superhero TV show. Um, which is very, very loosely, uh, genre, uh, uh you know, accurate. Because I'm not sure it's fair to call it a um, superhero TV show. But yes, definitely. It'll be back in April. And I really just want these next couple of months to go by really quickly. Because it is definitely my favorite thing.
1: I've been watching uh, The Gifted. And it is... I, so here's the thing with The Gifted. I really enjoy the overall story arc. I thought it was ballsy. Um, to put Polaris, you know, a.k.a. Magnino's daughter, um, in something. And it's got some good, talented people there. However, um, it is not very well acted sometimes. In fact, How far it's very you? cringy. I'm
0: seven or eight episodes in, I think. Yeah, to me, um, I don't know. Legion is like, uh, you know, in any genre, you can usually find some like, um, you can find like the fast food meal of of you know the the genre and, and it's okay and you know every every now and then you you want something like that and then you find something like legion which is like a, you sit down you put on nice clothes um you you know you do very carefully dollars for the wagyu steak yeah you you pay very careful attention to how the flavors intermingle and mix and stuff like that and so while they loosely share the sh- same genre it's it's uh, as far apart as I think they could possibly be, right? Um, so yeah, uh, definitely. I I did watch some of the gifted. I think I got six or seven episodes in, and I just haven't picked it back up since. And ultimately, I think it's because I didn't really care about anything in that show.
1: So. Yeah, some of it's fun. Uh,
0: others, it's, it's other, okay. Other pieces of it, I'm just like, yeah. And we talked about this before, but like, there's the, again, it's an embarrassment of riches because there's so much good stuff, just good stuff in general that um, it's hard for me to sacrifice time for things that I don't like love uh and, and so that the gifted definitely does not fall into the category of like I love it.
1: For me um there was a series during the Age of Apocalypse um storyline with the X-Men comics in the 90s mid 90s I believe. And uh there was a book called Astonishing X-Men it was a four issue run that replaced one of the X-Men I think it was it was either uncanny or just X-Men I don't remember which one it was during that Age of Apocalypse event because all the X-books were changed during that time. Um and there was a character in there called blink and she is she's been used sparingly in some other stuff um but she was ultimately like she was one of my favorite pieces of that entire canon and that's one of the reasons why i really wanted to get on board with the gifted is because she's a character in it um mm-hmm. but again we're running into the same problem whereas like she had a good established character in the comic book and we're not able to to write that into a show somehow i don't get it but, yeah, yeah, that is what
0: it is uh doing t v things I think these days is difficult um because uh on the one hand, you know, like I said, there's just such a broad you know range of you know what what's on um that you can you you get a show like Legion and you also have a show like say Arrow right now um you know they they occupy the same genre, but they're you know vast vast difference in uh quality type, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, anyway, um, Legion's going to be back in April. Um, I, Did you I know that Warf was wait.
1: Prometheus before they unmasked him. No. Yeah. Warf was Prometheus and arrow before wow, dope. they, they unmasked him. Absolutely. Of course he means Michael Dorn, um, which I assume everybody listening at home already knew. I hope. I mean, if you're listening to my show, probably. You yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. One more piece of Marvel news. This, um, this is a funny headline, which is less news. Uh, I think this is just an excuse for us to talk about it, but uh, this is more just uh, Chris Hemsworth was recently asked, um, you know, now that Disney is acquiring Fox, if you could have one cast member from the Fox X-Men franchise uh, to start with, who would it be? Of course,
0: his answer was Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman Wolverine, um, and he's not wrong because, uh, without a doubt, um, the Hugh Jackman and Wolverine are the shining stars of the entire X universe. I think at this point, um, there's other good stuff in there, um, but the, the, especially after Logan, it, it's just a whole different level of of good. Um, I don't know. I'd kind of like to see Thor and Deadpool in a buddy <laughs> cop movie. Oh, you know, I'll give you that one too.
1: Um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, obviously, which is a
0: funny pair up when you think about it until the last Thor movie. And now I I can totally see it. I know. (laughs) Um, this is, this is funny though, just because you, you
1: think about it and the reasons that these two should be in a movie together, there's plenty of. And then the one that comes to mind last is like, you're like, oh wait, they're both fucking Aussies. Yeah. That's a good point. Like, of course he's showing his countrymen some support. Yeah. But uh unfortunately well, I mean, if they go back to australia they'll get eaten by
0: snakes or spiders or some shit deadliest fucking country alive
1: anyway yeah oh did you hear about the war that uh uh carl urban almost incited between new zealand no and australia so when they were doing ragnarok a lot of it was filmed in australia mm-hmm. but carl urban is actually from new zealand mm. uh is just like uh the director um uh what's Tika Waititi Waititi yeah um Taika
0: should I always get his name wrong
1: yeah me too um anyway so he was getting off the plane to get to New Zealand and they asked him uh you know when he's going through customs or whatever you do when you fly international and they were like do you have a criminal background and he said no man didn't know or didn't realize I still needed one to get in <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that oh I on the one hand I imagine that's not the first time that joke's been uttered but it's so funny <laughs> Like, I imagine if you're, like, whatever the Australian equivalent of TSA is, you're probably like, oh, fucking again, this guy. Jesus um, Christ. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, it's Taika, I, I think. I don't fucking know. It's, Taika Waititi. T-A-I-K-A. Uh, I'm very sorry. I don't know how to pronounce that name, but I don't. Um, All I have to say about him is, bye, new dog. <laughs> um, circle, mate. Yeah, so I think uh, Hemsworth shares the opinion of basically everybody who's heard the merger news, which is, yes, please put Wolverine in everything. Um, it worked for the comics. Might as well work for the movies, too.
1: And come on, Hugh Jackman. It's not like you're opposed to collecting a
0: paycheck for the rest of your life. No. I mean, let's get, let's get it straight. We all like money. Yeah, um, I like money. And, and see, that's the other thing too. Like, I think, I think Jackman is one of those people that's like, oh no, I want to act. I want to be like an actor. You know, I don't want to just be like one of the superhero guys that is, is a one trick pony sort of thing. He does some weird shit too. Yeah. Uh, well, he's like super into musicals and shit like that. Musical yeah. theater is a big well, deal. So super it's, it's talented, funny. Cause so. on the one hand, he's like a fucking Wolverine, you know, um, badass. And then on the other hand, he's like doing musicals left and right. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's definitely got some ranges as an actor. And it, it's funny too because Jackman Dude. is, it couldn't be less Wolverine in real Speaking life. Speaking of musicals.
1: Book of Mormon is going to be at the Holt Center like next week.
0: Oh, I remember you telling me about that. And I Fuck. remember not doing anything about it. Yeah. I, I just
1: want to go see Book of Mormon. Yeah. I'm never going to get to at this point. Next week is also Casey's birthday week. So, oh. I mean, she doesn't actually take the whole week like your wife does, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I can't afford to go see it on her birthday because it's weekend and that's when tickets are more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Plus, I have the kids, and I don't think
0: that's one of those things. I think no, they, they probably they, frown upon probably that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you could probably... I mean, you're, you, they're your kids. You can do whatever you want, but I think you're probably going to get some looks. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Uh, moving on to our uh, miscellaneous section. Um, Netflix uh, released a movie called Bright. It stars Will Smith and some really other people. I really had
1: every intention of watching this, too, by the way. And then I started watching The Ranch. <laughs> So, you know,
0: you did mention. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I watched it and I got to say this is like the weirdest World of Warcraft movie ever. Um,
1: um, Shadowrun, I guess, is probably what a lot of people have compared it to, which is an RPG. Yes. So.
0: Shadowrun. I, I'm only cursorily familiar with. And I, but from what I know, it seems like a fairly apt comparison. Yeah. Um, so the short of it is is like you've got uh, you've got you've got Will Smith. Will, Will Smith will smith um welcome to earth you've got uh um what are we some kind of suicide squad and a um, big angry orc yeah you've got orcs you've got fairies you've got elves um and you've got modern orcs? day magic
1: and shit like that orcs are kind of the um the lowest member of the cast system though because they willingly sided with the bad guy back in the day
0: they're like straight up chavs in yeah. the movie like i think uh um, people
1: don't like to associate with the orcs
0: yeah the, the, the like tracksuit wearing you know chavs is what i i thought of um uh, but yeah anyway uh the movie itself is interesting like um it, it, as a movie i'm not sure it's it's honestly i barely remember the plot uh because it, it's not super like a um i don't know it, the movie didn't change my life for sure it was an okay movie and and certainly it's
1: a sci-fi fantasy movie
0: starring will smith yeah it,
1: so like unless it's independence day you probably don't remember what it's about men in black what's that movie about i challenge you what is that movie about
0: Oh, they got to save the galaxy. Right. The galaxy's on Orion's belt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I I, I probably could quote that movie straight up. I, no, I, I was the right age to see that. When I, when that movie came out, I was like 13 or 14, so I probably have seen that movie like 75 times or something like
1: Bro, that. Bro, you're not that much younger than me.
0: I know. Uh, I'm also making <laughs> excuses. Um, so, yeah, anyway, the movie itself is is pretty good. Like, I definitely wouldn't say don't watch it. It's not like, you know complete shit on the other hand it, it is it didn't change my life i think for a subset of people there may be some people who like truly really do like this movie and it is really good and it is interesting because it's certainly not something that i see getting made right now um and so from that standpoint alone like i want to see another one it definitely wasn't bad um and uh, while it wasn't great it, it's n- different enough and interesting enough that i do want to see more stuff like critics it get made. were
1: really against it so i'm i'm obviously in favor of another one being made
0: Yeah, um, I can see some critical hate for it, because there are some issues with the plot and stuff like that, Um, but, you know, overall, I think you, um, I don't know, if you're the type of person who really, you know, cannot stand, you know, that type of thing, you're probably not going to super dig it or anything like that, and there are definitely some cheesy bits of it, Um, but overall, I'd say it's okay. Um, Yeah, I don't know, give it a shot, it's on Netflix, you're already paying for Netflix anyway, with almost certainty at this point so just watch it and see if you like it and if you don't it's not that big a deal uh and you know like me it's not that i really love the movie it's just that right now i think netflix is also one of the uh most interesting companies because they're doing stuff that other people just aren't um so i like seeing uh new stuff like this happen and i'm glad that netflix is giving it home yeah um,
1: we we talked about netflix and their propensity to do shit that just isn't mainstream anyway a little bit like we when we when i first told you i was watching the ranch and stuff like that and how some of it's kind of poorly acted and whatnot um it's just i mean netflix is like well whatever i mean we made the defenders can't be that bad right
0: yeah um i mean you did see that movie you know we we did where we put uh fucking uh laura tyrell in the thing and we, we tried to make that a show and we had about three episodes with the material but we made it 12 yeah. um can't Speaking be that the bad tyrells yeah i was watching captain
1: america earlier today and the blonde chick in the uh in the military uniform that makes that with captain america totally oh yeah it's marjorie trywell yeah um better known as whose name I can't, I can't remember i knew it when i was watching that show or watching that movie she's, a minute ago. she's super um, good too
0: and i fuck man dormer natalie dormer yes correct yeah um you win yay um yeah she's awesome i i freaking love her and it is funny because at the time she did captain america that was like a bit plot uh bit part yeah i mean she's literally just there to piss off fucking agent carter so um cool cool yeah and i'm
1: looking at it i'm like man it's like it's like the ultimate game of who would you and captain america is like on one hand i mean you got Peggy carter Mm -hmm. on the other hand other hand you have this you know unnamed blonde girl who was played by natalie dormer and you're like go for it captain america i mean i'm going with peggy carter anyway just because the
0: accent though that's all i'm saying but see natalie dormer also has an accent i know but not in the movie that's true she plays an american doesn't she yes is Natalie uh. Dormer? I think she's. I
1: think she's British. She definitely has an accent. And well, she's I mean, she's in Game of Thrones. I don't think they hired her.
0: Other Natalie, I just I I googled Portman, and I know she's she's got a fake accent. Um, because she's actually Natalie Hirschlog. Natalie Dyer comes up first. That's interesting. Natalie Dormer, um, best known for her blah blah blah, Irene Adler, etc. Hunger Games. Where the fuck? Oh yeah, England, UK. Yeah. Reading, Berkshire, England, UK. I don't get how their addresses work. That's like three different towns or two different towns in a country. It could be a township. I don't. So you know, the UK thing so confuses me. Isn't England the country? Well, no. no, that's no fine.
1: Here's the deal. Sometimes I'm just kidding. Sometimes I, I you just do have get to the add UK the word castle to the end of your town.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I actually do kind of like the 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 whole old British you know way of doing things. Like, like I do want to um have the address be like I just go down to the end of the street take a lorry you know blah blah blah. Uh, sometimes
1: sometimes there's a british person in the audience at uh at, at a taping of hollywood babylon or whatever yeah. and, and they'll be like where are you from and like they'll list off this weird like i'm from wolfenstein castle town and like garmin's <laughs> like fuck you like, <laughs> all right i mean i totally just made that up but you know yeah
0: no wolfenstein castle town sounds like a amazing place we should yeah. visit
1: yeah um
0: Merlin? Merlin. Yeah, Saga. Merlin Saga. Um this isn't really surprising because we've actually had uh different Merlin properties at Disney over the years. Um you know, most famously probably the animated whatever. Ooh, um I have Scuttlebutt, but continue. Gotcha. Um, so anyway, Ridley Scott is apparently in talks to do a Merlin saga. Um, you know, of course, with some reference to Sword in the Stone, sort of the Arthur legend, um, at Disney. And I'm interested, um, because I don't know, Disney's knocking some stuff out of the park lately. I did watch the King Arthur movie directed by Guy Ritchie. Who didn't watch it yet? It's interesting. It's not bad, but again, it's, it's also not great. It's, it's not really good either. I have it. I'll, I'll check it out, but. Yeah, watch it. it it's a, it's one of those, like, th- it's kind of a throwaway movie to me. Like, you can put it on in the background, and I don't think you're missing much if you're not paying super good attention to it. It does feel very Guy Ritchie, um, which if you like that sort of thing, then cool for you. Um, but it's nothing amazing e- either. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Merlin, I guess, in, in development talks at Disney, and I don't really have anything else to say to that other than, I, yeah, it sounds okay.
1: All right. I don't know why this made me think of this, but who's starting their own streaming network, supposedly, this year or the next? Is it Disney? Yeah. Interesting. We talked about this. We did. Um, Who owns Hulu? (coughs) Is it it also Disney? Well, it was. uh, A third Disney, and a third Comcast, and a third Fox. What is it now? Well, once the merger goes through, should the regulators approve it, then Disney will now own two-thirds of Hulu, giving them control of interest, which is also another reason why Comcast was suddenly interested in purchasing Fox as well when Fox went up for sale. I don't... Because so, they want
0: all the Hulu juice. That yeah. makes some sense, actually. Now,
1: here's the deal, though, Disney, and I hope you're listening. I know you are, because why wouldn't you?
0: Um, I mean, this millions. We get we have the millions of listeners. I, I'm sure somebody from Disney.
1: Tremendous listeners. Um, yeah. Don't, don't base your streaming network off of Hulu, or don't turn Hulu into your, your Disney property streaming network, because I don't like Hulu's interface. I think
0: it's shitty. Well, it should be noted that of the very small number of popular streaming services, Hulu is like a distant third um so yeah. yeah um uh you know and, and it's easy to see why that's the case like it's easy to see why everybody is, it, is amazon up
1: up above there now
0: yeah you know okay i, I, I kinda, don't like amazon either. if we're being honest i pulled that out of my ass
1: um I would, I would, I would say that it's probably the second. I would say Netflix, Hulu, then Amazon, but.
0: I think you're probably right, just f- purely for the fact that you have to have a Prime subscription, uh, to get Prime, or Am- Amazon's shit. Uh, and I think that's probably gonna make it a less popular yeah, but you option.
1: You can do that for less per month than, than, um. You can Netflix these days, or the same, depending on which package you want. Yeah, you're, it's, you're it's, doing. I think it's only $100 can, a year. Well, which, you can, you uh, can do a nine ninety nine a month. Uh, you can do a monthly subscription to Prime now, too. Oh, so you have Two different options. Okay. Well, well, I, I just do the 100 bucks a year because it comes out in April. It's done it's, and, and it's paid just for done. It, and yeah. I've got it. Um, two day shipping around Christmas time.
0: Am I right? Uh, yes. Uh, I actually okay. find myself ordering lots of stuff off of Amazon. Like, uh, this episode brought to you by Amazon, but, um, I find that actually um I didn't use it as much before because it turned out to be especially for like day-to-day shit like you know scrub pads and sponges or whatever and kitchen chemicals it was m- way cheaper to just go pick them up from you know your local Target or Walmart or whatever and that's not really true anymore. Unless you it, got it's, the Tide button if you it's got like the Tide button you're just each, boom Tide comes right to your house. Mm-hmm. Um I, I do want that to be a thing too. Like I think I'm just going to have a wall covered in buttons. Um but yeah, uh I I find that now Golden it's Bud's like 3 bucks
1: something like that. They're something. not they're not expensive.
0: Yeah, but I find myself using that a lot more now because it is pretty comparable in price, even for household stuff, which makes it invaluable to me. Do
1: you, do you actually use the button for anything?
0: I don't even have the button. I don't have a button either. I mean, they, they show the little, you know, faux buttons on my, you know, like when I open Amazon. It's yeah, like, yeah. Hey, here's your, you know, regular order stuff. The, and so the, I use those on occasion. I,
1: the thing is, is like laundry detergent and dish detergent and whatnot, we usually get at Costco. <laughs> but like I'm, yeah. I'm trying to come up with like a thing that I could use a button for. Um, and
0: oddly enough, they have one for Nerf darts now.
1: Oh, you can get a Nerf dart button. So when your kids lose all the fucking shit, you just boom. I want to know whose house. Up.
0: I want to see. I want to see the demo on that house. I want to see who who's like, yeah, I, I need a Nerf button. I, we just we go through Nerf darts so fast. I need a Nerf button so they get the darts all the time.
1: Yeah, like and see, here's the thing. If you're affluent enough that you can just have the button for the Nerf,
0: for the Nerf button, yeah. If, if you are like, you know what I really need in my life. I, I want to go. That I want to go through the Nerf
1: Gardener's fucking. Uh, lawnmower bag to see how many of those fucking darts are in there
0: <laughs> for
1: sure well, um,
0: like there must be like um you know like uh i remember i can't remember which rapper but i remember one of the rapper some rapper saying uh, now that he's famous and he's got money he never wears socks twice, and so like that's what I picture. It's like, um, like in my house, you know, we we have the Nerf darts. There's probably about forty or fifty of them floating around the house. But like, you shoot them, and then you got to go pick them up and reload. So he's and probably. I don't want to say that there's they they're just like there's this house with the, the Nerf button, and they shoot the darts, and they just they're just like don't fucking pick those up. What are we fucking farmers? And then somebody else comes behind and picks up the darts and throws them away. He's he's probably <clears throat> fucking
1: uh, wearing like dress socks, I don't know. which I guess there's something to be said for a new pair of dress socks. Um, but like just a regular pair of cotton socks, like they don't even get broken in until you've worn them two or three times.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. There's a sweet spot for those for sure. Like you don't want to wear them the first time, but you don't also want to wear them the 377th time either.
1: I don't know, I've got I've I, I got some really thick plushy socks that I've been getting from Costco. Yeah. Costco. Costco. Right? See that, that's the other thing too. Like, this episode brought to you by Kirkland.
0: Uh I really wish I really wish I had a Costco like I really wish Amazon was really truly competitive with or Costco was really truly competitive with with uh uh, Amazon in in the you know whole bringin shit straight to my house because there's a million things that I would sign up for right now that would just be like yes immediately deduct this amount of money every month for my shit and just send it to my house and I'll never think about it again.
1: Is there any truth to the rumor that Amazon is actually looking at buying out Target? I don't know, but that would
0: be kind of a smart move for them. Well, I don't know if it would or not. Um, it'd be interesting because they could definitely catch two very large demos that way because I think there's still there's still a a lot of people who will not you know, do or d- does not predominantly do online shopping for, you know, a, a variety of needs. Um, so it, and, and it's also kind of interesting too because Amazon has been opening physical bookstores. Like they made their, you know, right. they made their way in the world basically killing physical bookstores and now they're opening up their own physical bookstores. Um, likewise, they also did well, buy Whole Foods recently. Here's, um,
1: here's the thing though. If you're Amazon, you can open up those stores and you can, you, <laughs> I'll tell you every problem that I've ever had with every borders or Barnes and Noble or Walden books before borders bought them is, um, shit's overpriced. Yeah. Um, and I mean, when you look at where a lot of them are are located, like Walden books specifically was an, an, in the mall kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, lease space prices in the malls are fucking ridiculous, ridiculous. So everything's marked up, uh, but then you look at like the borders, like we had a giant borders in Corvallis that was just like a standalone deal. And I'm not sure what the lease cost was for it, but it was huge. Um, and the book prices, like, okay, so they sell books for cover price or on sale. Mm-hmm. That's not a big deal. But they also sell CDs and movies a good portion of the time. And like, if I'm going to go in and buy a Blu-ray, I ain't spending fucking $30 on a Blu-ray. No. If you're Amazon, you open up a bookstore, you can sell all those things and you could sell it. For the same price that you have out there because you're making so much money on your online sales. You might lose a little bit on labor because you're going to have to pay staff for those stores, but it's not enough to make you raise your prices. See,
0: I really think that the future of retail is probably something like a showroom that just ships stuff straight to your house way faster than you think you can get it. So like, um, it, already in some large cities, you, you can basically have stuff same day from Amazon, like literally sure. like order a Tuesday morning, have it Tuesday afternoon. You I, get, you order groceries like yeah. in
1: Portland, Bryce lives in Portland and he's used it before the mm-hmm. Amazon fucking pantry or whatever it's called or well
0: they have pantry everywhere now yeah. um the the difference though is like shipping and so that that continues to be the main thing for me like unfortunately i'm not as good at planning as i wish i were and so even sometimes with prime it's like well i i can't wait two days for scrub brushes because you know we have to do dishes today and i didn't think to you know fucking order one you know for the last you know month and a half that right. this one was falling apart you didn't, um you didn't push the button yeah um i don't know if they have a scrub brush button i, I mean i think you can get one for whatever you want but whatever um so I think the future and, and then the secondary reason why I ever want to go into a retail establishment at all is to look, feel, see, hold, you know, touch, play with the thing in question. Um, and so, you know, for a lot of things, that's increasingly unnecessary. Um, and, uh, for the things that it is still necessary, like I could see there just being a showroom in which you, you know, like sort of like, a whole f- the, uh, whole the, the Amazon foods thing, uh, you have Sorry. the thing <laughs> where, um, you walk in and uh it's all done through your phone and stuff like that. So you pick up a you know, your yogurt and you put it in your basket and as you walk out everything's charged for. It. I can the, see that the,
1: you're talking about their pilot stores. Yeah, I can yeah. I can see yeah. that Amazon increasingly being
0: something like if they bought out all the targets, I could see them carrying a lot less inventory in the actual store and increasingly things like um you walk in, you you, you know, play with and listen to the different speaker systems, hit the button and it's delivered to your house that afternoon. Um, and that being the you know, the way we go forward.
1: And um, I don't think Amazon would give in to the backlash over Cards Against Humanity, especially the Chosen People pack.
0: I mean, Amazon has a large, wide, and, and, and uh, a large, wide selection of dildos. Um, so I don't think so either.
1: Did you hear the Scuttlebot about that? Yes. Did I tell you the story of my wife? Mm hmm. Who found one at the store? Did mm-hmm. we talk about this on the show? I think we did. Okay. I won't go on. Yeah. If we didn't talk about it, You can email us and let us know and I'll tell you the story next week. Yeah. Uh, Um, yeah. Anyway, I, again, one of those things where like, okay, not normally, uh, a proponent of large, gigantic, uh, bolt, multi-kazillion dollar companies buying other large, gigantic, multi-kazillion dollar companies. Um, largely in favor of Fox buying out Fox or Disney buying out Fox, largely in favor of Amazon buying, um, anybody. Because yeah. I think Amazon has a better business strategy than most people. Disney
0: and Fox uh, make me a little skeevy, and e- even Amazon getting much larger makes me skeevy because I, I, what, what, concerns me about both of those mergers is there's increasingly small numbers of players at that size and so once amazon you know like if amazon buys target um that leaves basically just walmart they have to compete with if, and that's not a good if, place if these anyway. things went
1: down like typical mergers um it would bother me a lot more but traditionally disney and amazon both are uh, huge proponents in actually putting people to work rather than putting people out of work yeah. And so usually when they buy
0: things, they, they maintain them? Disney, Disney, well, uh, okay, first off, uh, no, I mean, both companies have a history of shady and shitty dealings. And so I, it just, any company of that size, like the, the larger a company grows, I think the more you could identify it with a sociopath. And that is frightening to me. Um, so I don't want that necessarily to happen. On the other hand, Amazon to me is the company pushing the future. And so I want I want companies pushing the future. And so you know what I would see as a better example is if uh, Target figures out how to um, compete.
1: Yeah, um, even even Walmart. Well, largely the the same thing could be said for the Disney uh, or Fox acquisition as well, because Disney's really trying to push their digital streaming platform that isn't even launched yet. But I mean, obviously, it's something that's important enough to them that they're willing to buy a multi-billion-dollar company to get enough uh, product to put out there. And in, in my view, if you can push that streaming platform out there to the point where it's competitive with Netflix, and then you're, you're saying that you're going to offer it at lower prices than Netflix, it, eventually they're both going to be in a, in a, in a, in a price range where I'm just going to buy both anyway. Yeah. And I get more content for less money than I would have paid before. So, I mean, I think that's probably a good thing. Um, you know, the repeal well, of net I mean, neutrality as as is probably going to hinder my ability to stream all that super
0: shit. competitive. Like as long as it, it's still a competitive market. And that's what I get concerned about with like um, Amazon, you know, buying at target because right now I kind of see, you know, the big, the big retailers, you know, mass market retailers like that are basically Amazon target and Walmart. Yeah. And, uh, and so con- consolidating further in that space uh, has me very skeevy. It's, it's very like the AT&T uh, slash T-Mobile merger that failed, um like I kinda hope that regulatory <laughs> authorities step in and block that because it's just not a large enough market where we can really stand having only real two competitors.
1: I mean, yeah, there I mean that is definitely part of it. I mean, what about Kmart, right? Oh. Yeah, boy, I'm not uh, really thing that existed. Martha Stewart bought that. Uh and then close them. Uh not even really Martha's fault, I don't think. It's just that. Did I she think, really buy it? I
0: think well, she just... she,
1: uh, she bought she she backs the wrong company.
0: Yeah all right um anyway we should move on from our um, I, I don't even know how we got on that subject but let's talk about the orville yeah um it's funny because i threw this note uh, this in the show notes and and the title is the orville might not be back until 2019 and then i th- I guess you put a follow-up in there it says it will be back in 2018 just not in september
1: yeah so um they asked about a, a september 2018 release for it and he said you know it, there's too much to do. There's too much to do. And a lot of people took that as, as meaning, Oh, uh, it's not showing up this year. And then he was like, no, 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 it's going to come out this year. Just September's too ambitious for us. Um, he also talks a lot about how he feels like, um, it's probably going to be 14 episode season, Mm -hmm. 13 or 14 episode season. Um, and he, he feels more comfortable doing that because he, he said he would rather release 14 episodes with good content than, 22 episodes where half of it's filler
0: i'm kind of glad for that too because i think that if you go back and there's very few shows from the old days that do that you know traditional 22 23 episode season where that's not the case um that is the i think the case for most tv shows that i I think there's an argument made that you can have a star Star trek show yeah
1: go 26 episodes and most of the episodes be good um it didn't happen until at least season three of tng though (laughs) And then even then, with some of the other spinoffs and stuff like that, it took
0: a long time for them to really build up. And even then, I I wouldn't argue that every episode of, is gold. You know, from no, it's th- not. season three on. It's so not like and not every they, they episode is cut, gold. They could cut plenty of episodes, but in those there were
1: that- those were an ambitious twenty six episodes. Though I, I don't think yeah. I don't think there's thirteen episodes worth of content to cut out of that. I think you can make good good shows, but I also feel like with today's. um you know more scrutinous standards of writing and deadlines and everything else well i'm just saying like
0: in the 80s like sci-fi shows like you probably all you had was tng and and you know oh, maybe one, other, you know, one of their battle five yeah um and that's not the case today like there's plenty of no. other things to watch if it, it, the content's not good so i just i don't think people will tolerate sort of mediocre television no anymore. and
1: and i think this is a smart play by uh,
0: Seth. the you know cbs notwithstanding yeah,
1: I mean, I was I was kind of playing devil's advocate there, but uh, no, you're right. It's it is definitely a smart play. I like the Orville an awful lot. Same. So, um, and then he also squashed the rumor that there will be an Orville Family Guy crossover. Which uh,
0: no, uh, no, <laughs> yeah, I, I, which I I'm thankful for because I think that it shows that he's taking the product, the, the Orville seriously enough that that's not going to be a thing because that it, that's just such low hanging fruit that. Um, it's it's too low sure. like it's on the ground and it's rotting who doesn't want to promote
1: up. their own shit but yeah. at the same time come on
0: okay um last up to close out the show um very briefly um star trek D- discovery return in fact there's probably a new one tonight uh that i probably have to go home and watch but um star trek discovery return last week i did catch that episode matt did not so i'm gonna leave it spoiler free yeah. and just say it's interesting. Um, they're going, I mean, I would not have predicted, and I super like it. So it is, um, although I will say that they're, they're, uh, you just, if you drink every time you see a plot hole, you're not going to make it out of the episode alive.
1: I mean, they do, spoilers, fly a spaceship that's powered by mushrooms. Yeah. So, but that being said, um, I am a huge, huge fan of this. Um, it, it actually took me by surprise that it was back on already. Cause the, the, the series Same. break was a little bit short, uh, compared to the usual series breaker on the holidays. Well, I,
0: I, I think what I remember thinking is that, Oh my God, this show's never going to be back. I mean, cause I do this every year. Like there's always the holiday break and I'm always like, Holy fuck, man, what am yeah. I supposed to do for four weeks or whatever? And, um, I have no life. Um, and so it came back on and it caught me by surprise. And so, um, I watched it, but the thing is, is it, it's a pretty big pivot. Um, it, but it's 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 a good pivot, I think. Like I think you'll probably like it. Or, uh, well, maybe you'll hate it. it this
1: it, this episode, um, it's called "Despite Yourself." It premiered January seventh um, on CBS All Access, and it actually was directed by somebody who's very familiar with the Star Trek franchise, uh, Jonathan Frakes, aka
0: Will Riker.
1: Commander William Riker for the majority of the time you probably knew him, although I think he's a captain. Uh, I think at but, this
0: point he's definitely a captain. Well, did we ever see him become a captain? I don't know if we did. I don't think. Uh, that's a big question. I don't, I don't think he, so.
1: He never did become a captain. In, in well,
0: because everybody's still same essentially at the end I, of this. I'm series. trying to think
1: if at the <coughs> end of spoilers again. One of the heavy movies. spoilers, if you know, if you haven't watched um, Star Trek Enterprise uh, through its continuity. Um, in the last episode, you actually find out that the entire series was a holodeck simulation that, uh, that Will Riker and Deanna Troy were watching, l- reviewing the history of Starfleet and whatnot. Did you Did you, not did that you finish that series? No, no, no this no, uh, no. final episode. It was like in program and then there they were. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know if he's a captain then. So, <laughs> uh, no, but I, I super love it. Ooh, man. Really like her who's that um uh tilly oh yeah she's she's super fantastic this is a very tilly episode too Uh, so
0: check it out because look at her look at her look at all cute and stuff talking to gay doctor yeah you you all i can say is you should watch this episode Um, i i probably will yeah i'm sure you will at some dr colber um but yeah it's a super good episode um it shakes a lot of stuff up like that 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 i think is all i can say without spoiling too much there's a lot of shake up in this and um aside from the fact that there's a few different plot holes that really kind of like i was like really good could somebody just think that through just a little bit um but outside of that it's it's pretty good um i still like discovery the other thing though too actually is if you were pissed off about some of the plot holes before this could be a vehicle to wrap some of those things up so um um um, it, it, well, I shouldn't say plot holes, but continuity things. If you're pissed off about some of the continuity sh- shit in um, Discovery, like namely the spore drive and how we've never heard mention of it, um, <laughs> this could be a vehicle to wrap some of that stuff up uh, in the future. So, Well, that's
1: probably good. Yeah. Because that—that that is... I mean, so here's the thing. I guess as a Star Trek fan, I'm used to shit changing um, when it doesn't necessarily need to change, I don't feel, but... Uh, like you know, the Klingons for one. Like they've never once explained why the Klingons are so vastly different visually than they've been in the past.
0: See, and even then, I I can't even get on that argument train because the, if you go back and look what the original Klingons look like, they don't look. Yeah, but they like retcon Klingons that and...
1: to uh, to explain it.
0: Yeah, and so uh, maybe so, they'll they at some point, they haven't explained this just, at all. I don't care. But honestly,
1: that's the thing is I'm so used to it. Like I just don't focus on that anymore and just focus on whether or not this is a good series. Like, and again. To me,
0: uh, yeah, and for me, it was like even that type of thing, I'm not too worried about because the the immediate obvious answer is like, oh well, they've got more make they've they've got more money and they can do more makeup than just the fucking sure. forehead. Sure. Um, so So uh, yeah, the, the, but there's other continuity things in there that um, I legitimately don't make story sense, and so I think that this could turn out. Uh, I'm not sure where the series is going. There, there's a, a lot of question marks at this point, but the the thing that they're doing now could turn out to be a vehicle to change some of that stuff.
1: Well, and okay, so. The thing that you have to look at with any society, um, is, and I know this because I've been watching a lot of Star Trek lately and I've been watching a lot of Next Generation. I'm actually on season seven and I'm, one of the episodes you just watched was, was, uh, Worf trying to talk to Alexander about, um, his history and becoming a warrior and, and KLS oh, I that and all that yeah. kind of stuff, right? So, um, they actually go to, uh, I think they went to Kronos and, um, Alexander got to participate in some some live action stuff mm-hmm. that was going on and whatnot. But um it's interesting to me to see how at the beginning of of next gen, we didn't really know much about Klingons. Uh, we learned more as it went on, of course. Mm-hmm. And then. It really gets kind of almost like where k is like this religious. Icon. And and you learn more about it, even in in uh, DS nine and whatnot. And it kind of makes you wonder, like, how much stuff happens where there's a real person, and then that stuff becomes legend, and that legend becomes religion and whatnot. And so, what we're seeing with Discovery, I like the
0: Kelly episode of Orville,
1: right? <laughs> well, but then when the, the what we're looking at right now with with uh, Discovery is, it I mean, because we're what ninety almost ninety years before next gen. Mm -hmm. so how much of this stuff that's happening now is going to become the legend that that warf talks about you know what i mean like um i don't know it's just it's things like that about religion really uh, i don't know they intrigue me Uh, i'm not a very religious person i think because i can look at things objectively and whatnot but um
0: yeah i tend not to be either because (laughs) not so much uh, well objectivity is part of it but like because i can see that sort of story thread right like how this thing that we view is like a religious text actually grew from something that was you know maybe remarkable but not necessarily um uh preternatural right um so anyway um
1: have you you seen the newest uh planet of the apes movie right the the war for mm -hmm. the planet of the apes right so i just actually watched that for the first time uh with the family last weekend and uh one of the things that's really weird to me is so we already have we have Nova mm-hmm. now as a character spoilers, um, and uh, and then we also have uh, Cornelius as mm-hmm. as a little baby chimp, and uh, if you watch if you remember back from to like the 1964 Planet of the Apes, Cornelius was the leader, Nova was there as a mute chick in a cage, mm-hmm. um, but Caesar was revered as essentially a god to them yeah and i don't know where they're going with the current apes storyline but it's interesting to to see how they're going to progress where we're at now to where it's going to be because there is another movie i think that's already been greenlit i actually think they're doing pretty
0: amazingly because when i first heard it's a really
1: short turnaround though now though because we know that cornelius is is legit directly descended from caesar
0: that, that is the weirdest part to me, actually, yeah. because I expected there would be a lot more time frame. And,
1: and Nova knew Caesar. So, yeah. um, whereas the, I, I don't, you know, we're not going to get a direct, uh, take on the original plan of the apes because they're not going to, um, at this point, the apes that are currently around are not going to be abusive and treat the humans like slaves because,
0: the, then they the, because they know different. right now they're definitely the protagonists in the movie. Right, right. Um, well, I don't know if they, how they can do that because they they'd have to actually really retcon the movie. Because if we remember correctly, the whole, the whole they the, you blew it up, damn dirty apes. Um, you know that whole thing was because ah. he he got stuck in the he got stuck in the time loop and and uh or not the time loop but he got yeah. stuck in relative relativistic time. And so when he hit the planet again, it was you know far into the future. And so I don't know that that could be an example though of like. Um, you know, maybe that's a popular name, you know, much in the way that Michael is because it's based on some biblical figure. And so maybe the fact that they're naming kids, you know, Cornelius in that period is yeah, but Nova.
1: On- we have Nova as well. And that's, that's the, see, to me, that's the linchpin of the whole thing. Unless, yeah, uh, unless again, every human is just called Nova at that point,
0: it would be strange. I don't know how they're going to do it, but it, it, they obviously retconning is, is a thing that they could yeah. do because, you know, this whole backstory is essentially a gigantic retcon a little bit. Um, so we'll see. Um,
1: uh, I, I super like that movie, by the way.
0: I, I did. Um, I've actually Matt Reeves really did a
1: fucking tremendous job visually. It's it's a stunning movie to watch, and then the the story it, itself is is great. Yeah,
0: so. I was, you know, so far every one of these Apes movies that I've gone into, I've been much more impressed with than I thought I would be. Um, the, because uh, when when they first said that they were redoing it, I was like, oh, "Fuck, man, they're just going to redo everything." Uh, but actually, I've been really like, "Didn't they learn that surprised. with the Marky
1: Mark movie?" Yeah, no.
0: I've been really pleasantly surprised um, with how the Apes movies have turned out so far. So
1: honestly, the the Mark Wahlberg version of Planet of the Apes, I didn't hate nearly as much as everybody said I should. Because I think it was still there was still yeah. enough to it that I was just like, "It's." I, I think at that point, the amount of, of effort that went into the the makeup.
0: I think if I went and rewatched it right now, I'd probably hate it a lot more than my memory has.
1: Probably. probably. Yeah. Probably. Although Michael Clark Duncan is probably still a a massive, imposing ape if he was still alive. Yeah. He's dead. You knew that, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah.
0: I was just trying to decide if uh, I could make a a good joke about racism there, and I couldn't. I just... I'm going to let it... I'm just going to let it go. I I
1: don't think you should, even if you could. No. Um, See, that's the difference between us and Trump, ladies and gentlemen.
0: (laughs) Class. I left low-hanging
1: fruit. Didn't Eddie didn't it. pick it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, all right. I think that's actually a good place to close out the show for this well, week. Well, I think didn't you want to okay. talk a little bit about Zelda again? I mean, I could always talk about Zelda. Here's the thing. um I still fucking love this game. Like, it's, it's been so... almost two weeks, folks, since I... we
1: recorded, and he still likes this video game.
0: Yeah. Uh, which for me, that's that's an impressive amount of attention that I've devoted to this thing. um I am now. Uh, I've I've freed all the divine beasts. I have the master sword. I, I'm basically uh, Link uh, uh, colon badass, um, it, but it's still super, super compelling. Like, I'm not even, like, uh, right now, I think it's finally, um, so one of the interesting things about Breath of the Wild is you can literally leave the first chamber and then walk straight into the, the, the fucking bad guy, like, walk straight into, like, the main, you know, Ganon and try to kill him. My assumption is you'll fucking fail hard because your your character is just not equipped to deal with it yet. Um, oh,
1: you can just get to him, like, beginning of the game, like...
0: As I understand it, I haven't tried, because I was always like, well, there's no fucking, like, I, th- th- there's no way I'm going to walk into the castle and beat the main bad guy. Well, bad
1: I mean, guy. there's a save option.
0: Yeah. Um, I should. <laughs> I should save it outside of the thing and just go explore around it. Which is maybe what I'm going to do, because I'm at the point now where the story is kind of like saying, oh, yeah, go go actually, okay, you, you did the thing, go beat, that, be, go beat Ganon. Um, uh, so uh, that's probably coming up on the horizon. But here's the thing. There's still so much content in, in, like, in this point, we're all in side quest territory. Uh, but there's still so much stuff I want to do that I'm probably not even going to do that for another week or two because there's so much good shit in there that I can just go check out and go run with and now that I have all these you know extra power ups and stuff like that that's the other thing too is like once you beat each of these things you get a power that you didn't have before Um, like one of them allows you to basically um, so you have a glider in the game Um, you get a glider pretty fairly early on and then when you beat one of the quests one of the powers you gain is the ability to um, basically pop up into the air really high so you can you know glider around places and that lets you get way many more places than you could before or especially easily
1: do you have the pegasus boots
0: there's no pegasus boots (laughs) i think um (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, the glider is the closest. A power band?
1: Left. Do you have a power bracelet?
0: No power band, no power what? bracelet, no. There's a, so that's another, you know, like, um, if you read something about this, you won't be able to go usually too far in most reviews without saying, this uh, game manages to throw away much of previous Zelda lore, and yet still feel entirely like Zelda. It still be, like, an extenuation. Like, And that's I, I said that, too, last week when I was talking about it. I was talking about how, um, like, I haven't felt this good about a Zelda game since playing Ocarina. And when I stop and think about it, there's so much shit that in Ocarina that's not there Man, in Breath of the Wild.
1: Um, I'm, I'm super broke right now. I was actually on Facebook the other day and I was looking at the Facebook market and somebody was selling an, a Nintendo 2DS with the Ocarina of Time. Nice. For like 70 bucks. And I still, I, I couldn't, I didn't, I, I didn't have I mean, cash to drop if you were the type of person
0: it. who would check out an emulator, I would, I would probably say check out an emulator at Well, this point. I
1: mean, Ocarina of Time, I've played it. You yeah. know, a million times and stuff like that, but like there, there, there's multiple reasons for me to want to get a 3ds or a 2ds or something like that because mm-hmm. there's there's some games out there that I want to check out. But, yeah, um, I don't know, man. Uh, I I'm gonna have to check it out. I don't know if it's like you know, drop three hundred dollars on a Switch. I need to check it out right away. But I
0: mean, it, it wasn't for me. So, um, first off, knowing what I know now, if if I had known I was gonna love this game as much as I do, um, so Twilight Princess was still a little stuck in my craw. Um, in sure. that, that was the last Zelda game that I played and I got it on the Wii U and honestly, I didn't finish it and I didn't really get super far into the game because it just really didn't grab me. Um, if I had known that this game was going to grab me in the way that I did, I probably would have come up with an excuse to buy the kids, uh, quote unquote, buy the kids this switch sooner. Um, because I, I really, really still do super love this game. Like that's what I did basically all day today, uh, which is another weird thing in that, um, I, I, I would. Consider myself a gamer, but I I typically don't devote a lot of time to games. Um, in the past, you know, year I probably spend maybe on average two three hours at the very very most a week on games. Uh, and I've easily eclipsed that since we've had Zelda in the house. So yeah, um, so yeah, it's still a super good game. Um, I don't want to you know spoil it, and there's a million reviews that will again nail this better than I have. Uh, just suffice it to say, when somebody says you know you should check out Breath of the Wild. Um, if it's in your power to do so, uh, do because it's it's it is definitely my favorite. It, it it is right now probably one of my contenders for favorite game literally ever. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah.
1: I started playing another game too. Okay, I didn't start. I I I, I picked it up again. <laughs> um, so I got um around Black Friday ish somewhere around there. I ordered a um, Amazon Fire Stick because um. We use primarily upstairs in the bedroom. We used our uh, PS3 as a streaming device. Um, not to game on, but mainly just to stream Netflix and whatever else. Uh, and uh, I got rid of it. I didn't get rid of it, but it's... So- Guys, the the PS3 and four um, are are sorely lacking in the wireless networking technology.
0: Oh my god! Um,
1: the PS4 Pro finally has AC wireless built into god, it.
0: Yeah, the fucking PS4 has wireless n, and, and I gotta say, like, yeah, when we unboxed that shit on Christmas morning, that was the most disappointing thing ever because. Right. Like, just to get updates at a steady stream, I, like, I had to run an ethernet cable through the house, um, which was a huge pain in the so ass.
1: So for me, it's not a huge deal on the PS4 because my PS4 is my primary gaming console and it is, um, connected directly via ethernet, um, yeah, where I have my, my router. But, uh, the PS3 just, it's, it sucks. The wireless on it just is fucking terrible. Is and it even N? I don't think so. I think it's just ABG.
0: It's probably G then. Yeah. Um, yeah god damn man it, it's it yeah that's got to be practically impossible to do most things on um i mean don't get me wrong you can stream netflix on it might potato, be in but- it might be in because i downloaded
1: a system update the other day and it's not it's not connected via ethernet right now um but i brought it down i brought it once we got the fire stick i was like like literally for a month and a half like we didn't touch the ps3 and i was like um i got some games but I could still play on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to take it down and I, I brought it down, put it on my desk. Um, it now is the proud stand for one of my monitors.
0: It is. It's a um, new life. Um, it's very, very, you know,
1: nice. Yeah. Um, it's not exactly a steady stand because it's kind of curved on the top because I have a slim model. and
0: Because they decided, you know what, a bunch of stackable shit that everybody throws in their entertainment center better make it curved so you can't stack anything yeah, you on
1: better, it. Yeah, you better make sure that that shit doesn't happen. Um but one of my favorite series games I talked about a long time ago, Final Fantasy. Um, and I have Final Fantasy Origins uh, for the PlayStation, the PS1.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and since my PlayStation 3 plays those games, I was like, you know, I'm going to throw this in. Um, and I did realize I already had a game that was saved. So I kind of picked up and started playing that. I'm, I'm b- probably halfway through the original Final Fantasy at this point, although it is remastered. It's not uh, it's not the, the old version with the black box surrounding the monsters where it's all texty looking and whatnot. Um, but I'm having fun. I, I, I super enjoy the final fantasy games, um, all the way up through uh 10. Um, I did not play ten two, and I have not played 12.
0: I don't think I can win any further than eight. 12 was, I a, think I played seven and eight and that was probably like my primary final fantasy. And, in. I, i um i get the love for these games but I, they, I don't love them
1: i do i absolutely love especially the oldest ones um well i'm gonna say probably aside from seven because seven kind of classic and and i don't i think if anybody says they have a favorite final fantasy game that isn't seven they're probably lying
0: yeah i think seven pretty much is the winner just about all the time
1: um Final Fantasy 3 for the Super Nintendo, which come to find out was Final Fantasy 6, um, if you were going by the old school, uh, Japanese numbering, uh, is a close second though to me. Um, it's the first game I think, I want to say it's the first game the active battle system, uh, showed up in, um, where you, you, you have to select an action for your character because if you don't, your bad guys will keep hitting you rather than the complete turn-based system that they were on up until then. Yeah. Um, uh, and the overall story of that game is, is really, really fun for me. So that, that, that's one of my, my guilty,
0: uh, pleasures. I don't even feel guilty about it. like that. <laughs> um, yeah, the, you don't need to feel guilty. I think it's one of the more popular series of all time. So
1: yeah, no, I, I super love them. Um, and so I made a commitment a long time ago that I was going to play through these again. So I'm actually going to actually try and, and own up to that. At this that's point. a hell
0: of a commitment too, because they're not short games.
1: No, um, I, I'll probably be able to work through this one within like a month or so. Um, just because of the time that I have to play video games is not very much. Cool. I don't even have time to do that tomorrow. No? Not only not only does my kid not have school, but my wife's off tomorrow too. So
0: Yeah. Get a It's fucking family, man.
1: I know. Yeah. Not gonna get to play any video games until like later on in the week.
0: I'm just gonna ignore my kids and play Zelda.
1: Uh, I mean whatever works, right? Uh, like you said, kick over a box of cereal and hide the sharp things.
0: Yeah. We'll be fine uh all right that's that's it for the week uh th- that's it for the show this week actually um if you want to uh go and tell us why we're bad parents well mostly me um at whatever you show on twitter um and uh we've also got a facebook
1: uh facebook.com uh forward slash whatever yeah show show that's <laughs> whatever <way forward>. show <laughs> uh
0: what are you new um questions at whatever i don't have
1: to type in the address i just get the notifications when people
0: messages which that's you know a good point. doesn't you happen it in as app. often as you, it should. you search for the thing and it, it goes in there yeah. um questions at whatever.co for email and of course if you want to pay us money to show your shit um we are sponsor at what sponsors at whatever yeah
1: this so. week's episode was brought to you by circuit
0: city or amazon or alternatively final fantasy series uh you know whatever
1: circuit city doesn't exist but you know no actually technically they do they're they're an ip still
0: i was gonna say everything at the nothing truly disappears these days everybody owns whatever remains like the shambling corpse of circuit city still exists
1: yeah no it was an online presence it got bought out by the same people that own tiger direct and they were gonna turn it into an online brand and then that didn't go well either because they were
0: like oh you know what we should do what would really bring in more business uh, uh let's, let's name it over after a our... failed
1: company yeah, yeah. Um, all right
0: yeah that's a good place to end uh we'll GBC see you see gigatube oh <laughs> <laughs>